Earlier this afternoon, Donald Trump was arraigned on a New York Supreme Court indictment. On a basis that every single pundit and legal analyst said, there is no case, there's no case. On 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. Hey friends, this is an important episode. I'm gonna go over the Donald Trump criminal case. And I just wanna say right out of the gate, the New York prosecutor is corrupt. It's a very, very bad case. And FYI, I am not a Donald Trump supporter, okay? I didn't vote for him. I'm not a Trumper. You know, I, I joke and say that if he got hit by a truck, I'd be worried about the truck, okay? Uh, so I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. And I reviewed this case as a lawyer. And I'm telling you, it's a bad case. And in addition, the New York prosecutor is 100% corrupt. Um, and the case should be dismissed right away. I'm going to prove that in this episode. All right, uh, let's just get right to it. Oh, wait, <laughs> new words. I keep hearing uh, in the comments about the new words and people uh, are enjoying it. So the new, a new word for this year is shrinkflation. So shrinkflation, one word, and it's a new word that you could actually use in, in legal documents. It's when a company reduces the amount of something but still charges the same price. So, you know, like a box of cereal, let's say it's $8, and then the, the box shrinks a little bit, but they still charge $8. Uh, lawyers, I say, you know, instead of charging in 60-minute increments, you know, maybe lawyers will start charging in 40-minute increments, but keep the same price. You see what I'm saying? That's shrinkflation. Another new word, yeet. We might have to have Mateo come, uh, the millennials, uh, explain that. So to yeet something is to excitably agree, which is like the slang version of it. But it's also a verb to excitably, or how I do it, is belligerently throw something. Then just for the heck of it, I looked up new words that the Webster's Dictionary came out with the year I was born, 1975. Uh, a new word in 1975 was funky, you know, like play that funky music, right? Uh, and pothead. So those were official words in the Webster's Dictionary in 1975. All right. Uh, keep the comments coming about the new words. I love it. Okay. So let's just get to it. Let's talk about uh, this uh, ginormous indictment against Donald Trump. Uh, the summary, you know, it, it could be summarized very, very simply. Okay. And it's in the, uh, the prosecutor's documents. His whole case, Alvin Bragg's whole case kind of relates to this that um, Michael Cohen uh, and Alan Weisenberg, all right, so what they did was they paid this uh, non-disclosure agreement money to, um, you know, a porn star, a stripper, and um, a doorman, okay? And, and that, you know, equated to whatever. It was about uh, 200-something thousand dollars, right? And uh, what they did is they agreed to pay... Michael Cohen back, instead of paying him exactly that amount, they paid him that amount plus a lot more, uh, and they paid him over time. And the the whole case relates to, well, that money was, uh, you know, the agreements were struck in 2015 when Donald Trump wanted to be president. So in essence, it was a, it was a, a campaign kind of uh, in furtherance of the campaign. And because it was in furtherance, furtherance of the campaign, it should have been classified as a campaign donation, not a, you know, an expense. Uh, and it's it's a it's very, very murky at best. OK, 
and it's it's I'm going to prove why it's a bad case and why the uh, the New York prosecutor is I mean, it's just pure corruption. It's a it's a bad case. And, and I'm going to explain everything detailing why that's uh, the deal. All right. So what's going on is this first, the indictment itself. There's 34 charges. OK, it's not 34 charges. I had to read this a few times to understand what's going on. OK, so what happened was this um, Stormy Daniels wanted money to keep quiet. OK, and she, you know, in a way, it's almost like, uh, you know, her asking for money to keep quiet is almost I mean, that's kind of like extortion itself. But anyway, so they agreed you know, uh, to pay her off so that she could stay quiet about, you know, some sexual interactions that she had with Donald Trump. And uh, same with Karen McDougal. McDougal. Uh, she agreed. And then this doorman that got 30 grand to agree to keep quiet about this alleged child out of wedlock. That wasn't even true. All right. Um, and so what happened was that uh, with the doorman and with Stormy Daniels, Michael Cohen paid them a hundred and let's say 160,000 or $180,000 uh, in, in, you know, or he agreed to pay them that money in 2015. And then he did. So he paid them that money. This is Donald Trump's lawyer. And then uh, in 2017, then Donald Trump just kind of like paid his invoices, you know, like for Michael Cohen's work. And um, what <laughs> the whole case goes like this. So for example, uh, Michael Cohen and Alan Weissenberg agreed that, all right, so I will send an invoice every month for about $35,000 and then Donald Trump will pay that invoice for $35,000. So the 34 charges, uh, the way the prosecutor does this is that the first charge is, for example, the invoice dated February 2017. The second charge is like a whole different charge that they list is that then the Trump organization uh, would then um, list that uh, invoice in their entry books, okay? Um, and then, like, the third charge would be that then they would register a, um, you know, that they would pay that invoice, okay? And then the fourth charge was a copy of the check. Um, so the whole thing is, like, four charges just over that payment, then, wouldn't you know it, in March, there was another invoice of $35,000 because remember, uh, Michael Cohen paid all this money out like a couple years before, you know, around 2015. And then in 2017 was when he started sending these invoices for, for what he paid. So then the uh, charge number five in the indictment was, you know, that they would copy that, you know, uh, or they would put in the ledger of the Trump organization, you know, we received an invoice from Michael Cohen for legal expenses. And then the sixth um, charge was that they uh, documented that that's a debt in the in the organization, meaning they have to pay it. Then the seventh charge would be the payment. Like, so they, they documented that they paid it, okay? April 2017, the eighth charge in the indictment against Donald Trump was that uh, then then Michael Cohen would send an invoice on April 17, or April 2017. That was the eighth charge. The ninth charge was that they would document that invoice in their ledger. The tenth charge was that they, they documented a payment for it, right? And then the twelfth and thirteenth charges was, you know, one of them would be, okay, now we have to pay this. Uh, so that was like another kind of like entry 
And then the, the 13th uh, indictment charge was that there was a, like a photocopy of the check that they would include uh, in there. And then same thing. Guess what happened then in May 2017? Another invoice. That's like four more charges. The, the invoice, paying it, this, that, right? Um, and then the charge number 17 was the July payment. Um, and then so 17, 18, and 19, those charges all relate to the July 2017 payment. Because what they were doing was they were just paying Michael Cohen off monthly. All right. Um, and then uh, charges 21 through 23, I think. Uh, actually, tw yeah, uh, was the August. I'm sorry. Charges 21 through 25 was the August payment and the, then the September payment. And then charges 26 through 31 was the, the October and November payments. And then finally, the last three charges, 32, 33, 34, was the December payment of the Michael Cohen. So what the prosecutor did, this could have been all just one charge. And that one charge is that they uh, misclassified a campaign payment as a legal expense. That's it. There were 34 documents with this critical false statement. That's the whole charge. How does Alvin Bragg, um, you know, the prosecutor put this into 34 charges so that he could look like freaking Superman. We have 34 charges against Donald Trump, but all of it is one case. Uh, it would almost be like a prosecutor charging someone like a DUI and saying, well, you had a DUI at 4 a.m., on that, you know, early Sunday morning, and then you crash into a car at 4.20 a.m., that's the second charge, and then you, you know, kept driving, <laughs> like, after a 45-minute nap, then you drove off, that's a second DUI, then you got into a second crash, then that's a third charge, you know, uh, and then when the cops got to you, then you ran off, you know, that's another charge. I mean, it's, there's a, um, a theory in the prosecution, if it's, like, one kind of set of facts, right, you usually just, you know, if you want to be honest about it, it's kind of like one charge. But what the prosecutor did here is he took one charge and he, you know, strung it out over 34 charges. All right. Um, but anyway, nonetheless, um, this whole case will lose if all uh, if a judge um, thinks that it's, you know, reasonable, potentially reasonable that he paid off the stripper and the porn star and the doorman. If those payments were made for actually, hold on, I take it back. The, the payments to Karen McDougal are not part of this. I'm going to tell you why, because those payments were made by somebody separate named David Pecker. He was the CEO of the Inquirer, all right, which is a magazine that just lies about everything. It's a tabloid, right? And uh, so he would kind of buy the story. And so he was the one that paid for a story, you know? So this is just the, to Stormy Daniels and the doorman. That's what like this indictment relates to, because that one was then paid by Donald Trump to Michael Cohen. All right. So um, everything loses, everything loses if any, if a judge thinks that it's reasonable that the payment was made for, you know, a benefit other than the campaign. And that benefit could be, you know, he didn't want his wife to know about this. He didn't want his kids to know about this. He didn't want the public to know about this. And by the way, Donald Trump is making, uh, has made non-disclosure agreements forever, right? So it's, you know, um, it's questionable, like just for that reason alone. And then the other reason why it's questionable is imagine for a second if 
Donald Trump, you know, when he was running for office and everyone is, is, you know, let's support Donald Trump. Let's donate to his campaign. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, imagine, you know, according to the prosecutor here, if this is a true campaign uh, benefit, imagine if then campaign money that people, the citizens of the United States gave to Donald Trump so that he could become president. Imagine if that money was then given to Stormy Daniels so she could stay quiet. Right. Um, it would arguably be if I was the attorney at the time and I was there and I would say, wait a minute, don't take campaign money, like official campaign money and give it to a former stripper just so she doesn't talk about this sexual encounter you had. That would be ludicrous. Right. Um, so it, this money was paid by Donald Trump. So it wasn't, you know, um, I think that the, the proper campaign uh, expenses. So, so people donate to, to Donald Trump proper campaign expenses would be when he goes to a rally, when, when they advertise the rally, when they have, you know, uh, advertisements on the TV or radio or whatever, right. All of those are proper campaign, uh, expenses, you know, traveling to the rallies, you know, food, uh, you know, whatever hiring, um, you know, people, a campaign, you know, advisors uh, hiring if, if they have people kind of, you know, going out and, and talking or, or supporting the rally, whatever. All of those are proper campaign expenses. Imagine then he also starts paying off all these former uh, lovers that he had, right, with the official campaign money. That would be crazy. Um, so the prosecutor here has to say that that's what he should have done, um, which would be funny because every payment you make that's a campaign payment has to be like, documented. So, uh, yeah, we have to publicize that this payment was made to the former stripper because we don't want anyone to know <laughs> there was a former stripper involved with Donald Trump. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it would, it would just be ludicrous. Um, then the other thing, all right. Uh, what else it's let's now go over. I mean, this is what the whole case is about. Um, and now comes the kind of, uh, the reason why I said, that uh, this is a this is this whole thing is corrupt. Let me explain it because um, here we go. Alvin Bragg said this is a quote from him. We today uphold our solemn responsibility to ensure that everyone stands equal before the law. What he did is now remember what I said. The, the, the thing relates to um, Alan Weissenberg was the accountant for Donald Trump. Now, the uh, the accountant, Alan Weisenberg, he met with Michael Cohen, who was Donald Trump's lawyer. And those two guys said, OK, I, you know, let's do it this way. The money I paid, you know, Michael Cohen said, I'll, you know, send invoices like legal, legal, like just a generic, you know, legal expense. And, uh, you know, I'll send those every month for thirty five thousand. And then you and then Alan Weisenberg said, oh, that's perfect. Then I'll pay them every month. Right. Um, and so. What happened was, and, and separately, Alan Weissenberg, when, when he was indicted himself for bigger crimes, all right, and those crimes that he was indicted for, um, she should have spent like 15 years in prison. Here we go. So he was straight lying on his taxes and paying very little, like state taxes, city taxes, federal taxes. Uh, so Alan Weissenberg, when he was working for the Trump organization, he he was the books, right? Like he did the books. So he paid for his own rent in his house. 
He paid for utility uh, expenses, garage expenses. He paid for, um, let me see, like TVs, <laughs> right? He paid uh, for the lease on a Mercedes Benz that, you know, his wife would drive. Like that, that was his wife's car. Um, and he would pay for other personal expenses, including uh, tuition for his kids, right? Now, all of that is okay as long as you classify it as income. You know why? Because it's effing income, right? And he's the one that's doing this. He's the books, right? Um, and what happened was he ends up getting indicted over this um, and he stole millions of dollars, all right? This was millions of dollars that he was avoiding and paying to the government. And it was clear, it was so clear that he pleaded guilty to this, right? And um, and this was over the, like, in the indictment against him. We have from dating back from 2005, 2010, 2011, 2012, you know, so on. Um, he pleaded guilty to criminal tax fraud. Uh, he pleaded guilty, you know, uh, like he agreed that he did this. He agreed that he, uh, you know, uh, offered a false instrument for filing, <laughs> you know, meaning like filing fake taxes. Okay, so he agreed to that, and he could have spent about 15 years in prison. Now, what happened was the New York prosecutor bribed him and said, we will, uh, we will reduce that possible 15 years in prison to about two months, you know, like maybe three months. It was officially five months, but with good time, he'll probably, you know, it'll probably be about three months. So in other words, we're giving you about 10 years off of a 10-year sentence, basically, right? So that you can be a witness against Donald Trump, right? So what they did, uh, the New York prosecutor's office, what they did was they let go of a clear criminal, all right, that did a much bigger, you know, uh, crime. They let him off the hook, so that they can possibly go after Donald Trump. Why would they do that, <laughs> right? It's because they wanted to go after Donald Trump, right? It wasn't because they they were trying to, you know, um, kind of like fix the crime issue in New York. No, because they should have just not given Alan Weissenberg a break. Like why, you know, uh, Alvin Bragg has made it a point to say, no, I'm not going after Donald Trump because he's the former president. I'm just doing it because he's a citizen, right? That's not it. And then there's more. They also, Michael Cohen, the lawyer for Donald Trump, did not get prosecuted in New York because uh, he agreed that, that this was fraudulent. He agreed that he would draft fake invoices, like fake uh, legal invoices, these $35,000 a month because like, it said for services rendered when he didn't do anything, he said. So he agreed that all of that was nonsense and that he agreed that it was just uh you know like i said it was fraudulent and that he would he would serve fake invoices to a client and then um he spent zero time <laughs> in new york jail um for something he agreed was fraudulent he agreed that it was criminal but he got bribed by the new york city prosecutor's office they said if you agree to testify this way against Donald Trump, we won't prosecute you, right? You're 100% off the hook. So they clearly want to get Donald Trump over these other two guys who are criminals, right? Now, here's what I always say. 
This is the lawyer for Donald Trump and the accountant for Donald Trump, right? This is supposed to be people in theory that are going to look out for him, right? And instead, they, you know, uh, confessed to, to, to this being a crime, okay? So it was the people that have the fiduciary duty to look out for him, right? So either they have to look out for him or they can't do this, right? They, they had to like quit. Uh, but instead, they just kind of, they, they, it was their idea, dang it, <laughs> right? Like they would further this. And why they're the, in my view, if a lawyer leads a client down the path of a crime, I think the lawyer is the more culpable party because he's the effing lawyer. He's supposed to look out for the law, right? And so they're letting off bigger criminals so that they could try to get Donald Trump, right? Uh, because the only way that they could get this kind of what they call this this scheme, the only way that they could get this scheme together is that they have to have Alan Weisenberg testify that he told Michael Cohen, you know, okay, you paid one hundred and eighty thousand dollars, right? And what I want to do is, you know, you, you paid $180,000. Let's double that, make it $360,000, you know, because we're going to categorize that as, as uh, you know, you doing legal services. And then, you know, we'll add another, you know, whatever, $60,000 to make it $420,000. So we owe you $420,000. And what we want you to do is, you know, send us all these, these invoices, okay? So that's Alan Weisenberg talking. They, they need him to testify to that because if he doesn't, then the prosecutor has no case. Then they need Michael Cohen to testify saying, uh, yeah, I played along with it so that I could recoup my money and make money. I sent these uh, fake invoices for $35,000 a month. And that, you know, I, you know, me, Donald Trump, Alan Weisenberg, we all knew that those weren't real invoices, but that I would draft them just in case anyone ever looked at them later, you know? Um, so this is, you know, an example of the lawyer and the accountant leading this guy in the wrong way. Now, I'm not saying, you know, whatever Donald Trump is, you know, like some unsophisticated guy that doesn't know what he's doing or whatever. Uh, but nonetheless, this is the lawyer and this is the accountant. In my eyes, you know, they could have. OK, you listening. They could have had Donald Trump. You know, they could have asked him, hey, we got an idea. We'll bribe you. We will give you immunity if you testify that Michael Cohen is a crook, you know, or if, or if you testify that the accountant did all this. No. Why did they go, you know, this way instead of that way is because they wanted Donald Trump. Now, I keep saying they bribed uh, Weissenberg and Cohen. OK, here's my theory. When the prosecutor bribes a witness, you know, with, you know, immunity or or money or whatever. Right. Anytime they do that. It's called legal. Okay, when a defendant uh, offers the same thing to a witness, it's called tampering with a witness, <laughs> and it's a big crime. Okay, um, I think if Alan Bragg was to be truthful in his press conferences, he should start by saying, "We let off two big criminals because we want Donald Trump." If Alan Bragg does not say that in his next press conference, he should be fired, all right? Because he's not telling people the truth if he does not say that, right? Um, okay, let's proceed in terms of what's going to happen. Um, and remember, this is something where, um, 
you know, the city of New York, uh, since the indictment uh, happened a few days ago, or actually last week, they issued a memorandum to all New York police officers saying every single New York police officer get in uniform because we're going to need you nonstop until this is, you know, until the uh, Donald Trump comes in here. And uh, so the New York is is completely turned around. They had to shut down the court system, basically, uh, on the day of Trump's indictment. So they're spending multi millions of dollars going after this hundred and thirty thousand dollar payment that uh, it's not even that the, the city lost any money. <laughs> right. I don't see how that happened um, over this. Now, let's get let's get into, you know, like something else. In the indictment, what the New York uh, prosecutor is saying is that Donald Trump misclassified these payments so that he can get away with violating campaign laws, like federal campaign laws. Um, and like I said, it's the, the, the federal campaign laws are kind of like this. Like if you're running for office, there's a limit on what you can donate to your own um you know, candidacy, you know, if you pass that limit, then you can't accept these other donations from other people or something. Right. And there's a, you know, and if, and, and there's a limit on how much each person can donate, you know, so, so there's all these rules about that. So what Alvin Bragg is saying, and he is the state of New York prosecutor, not the federal prosecutor. What he's saying is if Donald Trump, he should have this money to Stormy Daniels, he should have classified that as a campaign donation not just a just a general payment. He should have classified as a campaign donation. And because he didn't, he violated federal laws. Okay, so let's talk jurisdiction. Okay, the best jurisdiction for a federal crime is the freaking federal government. I'm sorry, the only jurisdiction to prosecute a federal crime is the federal government. So the federal government knew about all this, right? And the federal government said, this is a bad case because that money, it's kind of, it helps the campaign, but everybody does this, you know, uh, what's it called Tiger Woods has these non-disclosure agreements that, you know, with, with girls that he goes out with. I think he's, he's getting sued by his ex-girlfriend over that right now because she wants to get out of that non-disclosure agreement. So she could talk about her, uh, relationship with Tiger Woods. Also the, uh, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, he has these kind of uh, non-disclosure agreements with, uh, with with people he's gone out with or alleged kids of people he went out with. So it's legal. This whole thing is legal. It's not illegal, right? So the federal government said we're not going to prosecute him because these non-disclosure agreements are legal uh, or, or what does Alvin Bragg call it? The catch and kill. Like he's really trying to spice it up. They are 100 percent legal. In fact, I would say it's almost, I mean, Congress members do it. It's almost encouraging it. <laughs> so it's legal. And then the federal government said, so this is legal. And the fact that, you know, it's a questionable campaign uh, expense because, you know, of the reasons I said, it's kind of, you know, it, it probably it did maybe help his campaign if, if they would have kept quiet. And, um, you know, but it's also something he's always done. And, and also he doesn't want to upset his kids. Probably he doesn't want to upset his wife. All he has to do is testify saying, you know, I am Donald Trump and I, uh, I just didn't want to upset my kids and wife. Okay. That's it. That, I think that's it. And a jury would believe that I think. Uh, and, and then he, he should win the whole case. So the federal government went through all that and they said, you know, forget it. Like it's a bad case. 
for some crazy reason, this New York prosecutor said, well, on our books, it says if you have a business record that you produce that isn't accurate, and if you're trying to cover up another crime, then the crime is, you know, it's it's the cover-up kind of thing. It's the cover-up. And what you're trying to do, Donald Trump, is you're trying to cover up a federal crime, which, by the way, wasn't charged, right? Like the federal government did not charge him. And I assure you, they would have liked to charge him if, if they thought it was a crime, obviously, right? So the city of New York prosecutor is trying to kind of uh, say that Donald Trump was trying to cover up a federal law, like federal campaign finance, when the federal government didn't even go after him for that, okay? Um, in my opinion, if you're going, if you're a state government and you are going after the former federal president, okay, uh, I say federal president as opposed to like a CEO president of a company or something, right? You're trying to go after the federal government's president and you're the state prosecutor. You have to have the best imaginable case, all right? It has to be clear as day, like, like here's a murder weapon. Here's his fingerprints. Here is 16 cameras showing he killed the person, you know? It has to be that good, you know, that's one and it's not. And then the second thing is you can't go around releasing bigger criminals who are lawyers and accountants for that guy. You can't go around bribing them with, you know, years off of prison sentences just to try to get him of a case that's not freaking clear, you know? Um, and there you have it. I would love to hear your comments. You know, I would love for somebody to prove that this is a big crime and it's a it's a good case against Donald Trump. And I will make bets that Donald Trump will not be found guilty uh, and that this will be dismissed one day in the future. If the judge has any courage at all, let's see, it's 240. It would be dismissed by 241. <laughs> OK, otherwise. The judge is a wimp, all right? Uh, there you have it. I'll make that bet. Anyone wants to bet against me, I'll bet whatever you want. All right, my friends. As always, I love hearing from you. Keep the comments coming. I'll see you next week.